What's going on, everyone? It is another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Podcast Network. It's your boy, Jevin LaFave. On this episode, I brought on good friend of the show, Corey Latondre, and we talked everything from playoff hockey to coaches getting fired to Canucks bringing back Bruce. There it is. So it was a very fun episode. We talked about our picks in round two. What happened to the Leafs? It was in another game seven, their fifth in a row. Oilers edging out the Kings, McDavid getting a crack at round two, same as Florida defeating the 2018 Cup champs in Washington after kind of getting on the edge of their seat there, almost choking that away. But it was a very good episode. Nothing but entertainment from my guy, Corey. He always brings the energy, everything. And we talked about his podcast at the end. So it was a very good episode. I hope you guys enjoy. I have a really good feeling you will enjoy this episode. Uh, if you're listening on audio and you want to watch it instead, head to the YouTube. I didn't upload last week because the video, there's something wrong with the Zoom video for some reason it didn't download. And the same thing might happen again. I'm not too sure. I haven't exported any sort of video, so we'll see how that goes. But until I get that figured out, and I am uploading this on Tuesday. If you're listening to this as soon as it comes out, it is going to be Tuesday because round two starts Tuesday night at four o'clock and I want you guys to listen to some of our picks prior. So it'll be soon enough till we get back to the Wednesday upload. So hope you guys understand that. I'm sure everything is all good, but I hope you guys enjoy the episode and here's Corey. Peace. Episode 99 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. I'm your host, Jevin Lefebvre, and I welcome back great friend of the show. Not good friend of the show, great friend of the show, Corey Latondre. Welcome back on the Left Side Heavy podcast, my friend. Great. I'd go with best. Best friend. Best friend of the show. <laughs> That's right. That is right. How are we doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you doing? You having a good day? Having a yeah, I'm having a good day. I got some of my article done that I have to do. I'm gonna Very finish nice. that after I edit this mm-hmm. little uh, podcast we do. I did some laundry. Whoa, got done. Yeah, Look at you big boy, like tidy whities all folded, pressed and cleaned. Yes, folded and put away. Usually, it like hangs out in the dryer for like three to five business days, and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, that's where it is. Someone else needed it, and you're like, ah, that's right. I have stuff in there. Forgot all about it. it happens yeah. to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that coffee you go to reheat the microwave, and then yeah. like you forget about it, and you're like, that's where it is. The problem is we're morons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a dresser. I just keep it in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> I just leave it there till I need it. You yeah. know, I turn it on for five minutes. I let it fluff up, get rid of a few wrinkles. Yeah. And then my tea is uh, my tea is fresh, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, my laundry is the wa- my laundry basket's the washing machine, and my dresser is the dryer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I save so much money on IKEA furniture; it's crazy. That's right. Who needs it? Yeah, it's overrated. armoire. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what have you been up to? How's uh, how's work going over at CK? You know, it's You're going great. Just uh, calling strangers and asking them to talk on the phone to a stranger. You know. 
It's great. That sounds fun. Just emailing strangers all day saying like, hello, my name's Corey. I work here. And they, they believe it because my email corresponds. So at least it sounds better. When I remember I was doing some internships, uh, I didn't have like a corporate email. Yeah. So I was like, I was at CBC interning and it was like, I'm reaching out to people through my Gmail account. Like, <laughs> <"Fucking Corey Lacanio."> yeah. <laughs> and I was like that. And someone's like, I remember I was, we got a tip that someone's cat died on a flight. Like it was being like cargoed from like Toronto, from the cellar yeah. to like Vancouver to the person who was buying this like hairless cat or something. And they were like, and we got it and it died in 20 minutes. I was like, wow. Okay. So like talk to this like stranger, get all the info. I'm like, well, I guess I should call the airline. So I'm like sending them an email and they're like, um, like if you're with CPC, why are you emailing me from this Gmail account? <laughs> like, ah, I'm just an intern, ma'am. I am, uh, I promised I work for them, but anyways, this is the thing. And they're like, let me look into it. I guess I'll shifty eyed, but wow. uh, yeah, so this, it works out much better for me now. So that's yeah. good. People, uh, people believe me that I do actually have this job. Yeah. They're not just, okay, this is some phony just. Yeah. Well, to... you know, you try, or like when you're at school and you're trying to get someone to come onto something and nobody replies to your email because they're like, what is the crow? Yeah. <laughs> bcit magazine <laughs> I'm like i don't know what that is i'm not gonna i'm not calling you back yeah but when you throw i'm like yeah i'm like with this real life radio station like that's in this thing they're like i will respond to your email yeah so that's good so that's my note for you by the way just lie lie and say you're with a different publication because somebody will probably get back to you just like leave a phone message and be like yeah my name's jevin i'm with city news <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with the with the with sports TSN, 650. Yeah, TSN yeah. radio. Yeah, TSN 1040. Um <laughs> they're like, okay, sweet. I'm just getting questions for the BCIT evolution radio. And yeah, trying to trick some athlete into an interview. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're actually not coming on TSN 1040. This is the left side heavy podcast. Yeah. So a bit of a but smaller scale. Brought but. to you by this and you just say it's with like the network of whatever they're not gonna know what are they gonna listen to it <laughs> they're too busy playing sports come on and no one likes listening to their own interviews let's be honest here yeah it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission i think so exactly that's that's my word of advice to all the listeners out there fake it till you make it Amen, just say you're with the thing and yeah. then if someone catches you be like sorry i did what you know like, that wasn't <laughs> me must have been my twin yeah <laughs> you say you have a twin must have been someone trying to be me. Yeah. I you're would... like, did he look like me? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm as surprised game. as you. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But uh, shall we get into some hockey news, brother, brother? Is there something happening in the hockey world? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of slow. Wait. Not much happening. Is Lord Stanley going to be bequeathing his cup upon somebody soon? Really? Is that happening? That's... Wait, hold on. Was that me? Did I say that? That might have been my twin. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The guy who Carrie, not being... Corey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That Carrie. Don't you have a podcast mm-hmm. with a guy named Carrie? My twin. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's called. Is this me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody but, listens to it. <laughs> yeah. No one listens to it. But uh, we're going to before we jump into playoffs, mm-hmm. there were some coaching carousels fired up today. Poor guys uh, couldn't hold on to their jorbs. Pete DeBoer of the Vegas Golden Knights is out 
Maybe if he was Pete exciting, then he wouldn't have lost his job. That's a very good point. Right? That's why they pay me the big bucks. You should send him an email under your uh, (laughs) CBC news and maybe they'll they'll answer some questions. Peter DeBoer. (laughs) Have you thought of a name change? Yeah. (laughs) Bring some life back into your, bring some excitement back into your life. That's right. Yeah. But, but that's sad for him. Yeah. What is your uh, What's your thoughts on this news? And do you think it was the right Do you think it was the right move for Vegas? You know, it's funny because it's like that team is a good. It's like a good team, right? But so many injuries to like yeah. the top of their lineup. If you look at the guys they had out, it was like, oh, for the majority of the season, or for the back half of the season at least, you're like you were down like three top six forwards, a top four defenseman, your number one goalie. Like if you took that away from any team, so you're not, <laughs> it's like what are what are they gonna do? You look at so were the Leafs gonna be the number two seed uh, in their division if they didn't have Nylander and Marner and uh, Morgan Riley and their and Jack Campbell all year? You're like uh, probably not. <laughs> you're like with yeah. the Lightning, maybe the Lightning because it's like would they be able to do without like Stamkos and Point? and Sergachev and Vasilevsky you're like probably not like any team any team go through the list you take away like half their top six like at least one or two first line players a number four like a top two or four defensemen and a number one goalie plus a couple other pieces and you're like they're not going to be able to compete Vegas slid so hard and I like I get that's why he was let go it's a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations they've been there for the last couple of years and they went on too big of a slide at the end to be like, we just can't bring you back. We're not doing it. I think that they could have and should have won maybe like 15% more of their games. But um, how can you sit there and look at that team and be like, yeah, that's a, like, <laughs> this is a bad team. You coached them poorly. Like he had the most injuries you could possibly have. I think he would have been worth maybe bringing him one more year, but I think they want to just try and go fresh, I guess, next year. My thinking is that, because you're right, they had Patrick, Stone, Eichel. They they were never really playing at the same time. One of them was always out, and or a two. big part of that was because of their cap situation. Is that yeah, they almost had bit. to keep Stone out, and they shifted like six guys to the LTIR when Stone and Martinez came back. <laughs> but um, I think it just like yeah, they were hampered by injuries and. My thing is that when they were all playing together, the juju just like didn't seem like the players had any juice in their step. Like it just feel felt like the team was flat and there was no energy from that. Couldn't really gel. So I feel, I just feel like I kind of related this to the trots firing, Mm -hmm. where. I don't think Trotz deserved to be let go because he was like very successful in the four years he was there. And DeBoer wasn't there for like much longer, if like not the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I just think Vegas just needed a new voice. And who knows, maybe Trotz is the next guy they go after. But yeah, I don't know. I think I can understand the move just because when the team was fully healthy, they still couldn't really um, get some any spark in their step. So yeah, like, but that's the thing. It's the thing where it's like, were they fully healthy ever? 
like they still, by the end of the year, when they got a couple guys back in the lineup, right? Like stones in the lineup again, and uh, Eichel's in the lineup again, yeah. and you've got Pacioretty back in the lineup. You're like, okay, great. Like, oh, three of our big guns, like they're back in. And you're like, well, they Nolan Patrick didn't play. They didn't have Riley Smith. You didn't have your first or second string goalie. <laughs> it's like, you didn't have Nick Hague. It's just like all these guys. Colser was out, and you're like, these are regular everyday players. A cup like Riley Smith is a top six, a top line forward for them. Yeah. Like, and Pacioretty and Stone wrote most of the second half of the year. Like, what do you, I don't know what their expectations were. I was really pulling for Vegas to get in as a wild card because if they snuck in, they would have been the last wild card and they would have given Colorado a, I think, a much better fight than what Nashville was able to do, especially without Soros. Yeah. Just like four game sweep. We're like that Vegas team. You're like the playoffs come around. Cap doesn't matter anymore. If they could like, if those guys got healthy enough and they could just throw everyone in the lineup, you're like, Hey, maybe they would have at least like, do I think they would have beaten Colorado? Probably not, but it, it would have given been them an a run for series. their money. It yeah. at least would have gone to five games. Yeah. I but agree. Yeah. I think, yeah. Going into next year, it's a, I imagine they'll kind of get their pick of the litter when it comes to a coach, because it's a great spot to go into. Yeah. There's so many pieces. Even if you have to make some moves and move some guys out, you'll be able to move them out for like young play. Like there's lots, there's lots you can do. Mm-hmm. It's a team that should de- definitely make the playoffs next year. So yeah, we'll see. Same with the Islanders. I like, they're kind of old. It's a kind of an old team, but we'll see what happens with Trotsy. Yeah. I think Islanders should make it back in. Um, I think they will make the playoffs next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Vegas will make the playoffs next year, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see with uh, we'll see uh, where Vegas goes with their new coach. But speaking of the Islanders, they promote Lane Lambert from assistant coach to head coach. He Lane was. Lambert. I I follow my guy uh, Shadow Michael Bartner on TikTok. Good friend of the show, um, guest on the show multiple times over. He's a big Islanders fan. And mm-hmm. he said that this was a home run hire and kind of takes away the whole backlash of firing trots because a lot of them felt, including myself, felt like it wasn't really deserved for trots to be fired uh, out of one bad year and dealt with like COVID injuries. But he seems like he brings a more offensive style to the roster while still maintaining that defensive structure. And he kind of worked with trots when they won the cup with Washington and mm-hmm. was kind of Trotz's right-hand man for quite a while. So I think that this could be a really good move for the Islanders because a lot of it, frustration came from Barzell because basically he signed this contract and his, his offense was limited because Trotz wanted him to focus more on the defensive end when Barzell was like, how am I supposed to, either like just get my qualifying offer. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm only putting up like 60 points under Mm -hmm. this heavily, just like, and if I try, if I do anything bad defensively, I'm benched. So I just felt like he's like one of the most, the most exciting young players, right? Like he's, he's great. And that's the thing that's always exciting when a guy like trots gets bumped out and they bring someone in who's going to like loosen the reins a little bit. 
and let the horses run and be like, well, hey, here we go. You know, Maddie Barzell's out there. Let him fly around. Let him score some goals and not worry so much. We're like, you didn't back check hard enough. Yeah. You're like, some guys, that's not the most important thing in their game. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're like the best offensive player in the league, like you should be able to back check a little bit more. But like, that's why you have four lines. Yeah. You can have a line with a guy who just is like, I run and I gun and I score goals. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. Let, leave me alone. Let me just, let me do the thing that I'm good at. Like when you can find a coach that can identify certain things within certain players and be like, that's what I want you to do. Let's try and refine a couple other things in your game to make you a better overall player. Yes. Because that's what a coach should do, but let them do what they do best. And I think that's where trots gets a little bit stuck. He had the, like the Islanders had some great years, but is he going to lead them to a cup? They certainly don't think so. He, yeah. Is he going to get another job immediately? If he, if he yeah. wants it, he's got a good track record and the NHL has proven time and time again, that if there's one thing they like to do, it's rehire guys that other teams let go. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to do, right? You would think, in most professions, professional sports, they do this so much. You got fired because you weren't good enough at your job. And they're like, well, you should probably hire that guy, though. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why more young coaches don't get more opportunities with teams. When you get this recite, like you hear rumblings of like, you know, maybe Mike Babcock would be a fit. I'm like, the f- what? <laughs> why? Like yeah. he's shown that he is no longer like he can't coach anymore in like today's game with like to the how the game works now. He didn't grow with it. And so now he's a dinosaur. You have all yeah. these coaches. Why do I don't, but trots, he seems like a good enough coach. Of course, he's got had a good track record. He's been a winning coach everywhere. And he had the cup in Washington, not that long ago. So I'm not that this tirade isn't about Barry trots. <laughs> it's just about the crazy coaching carousel that just seems to be like you hop off for one ride you have a fast pass ticket. They immediately jump to the front of the line again and they get to jump on the carousel once more. And yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. It, you're hired to get fired. That's yeah. Yeah. It's like every coach in this league is basically a placeholder until they find their next one. It's like, Oh, yeah. our coach in the farm isn't ready yet. You just, we'll just bring in Boudreaux for Ooh, a couple his seasons. voice got stale in the room. Yeah. I've har- I, I didn't play a ton of sports growing up, so maybe that rings truer to people who did. But I, like, so you, what do you mean his voice grew stale in the room? Like it was just time for a change. You're like, so he just wasn't that great of a coach anymore. Like that's all that means. I don't yeah. understand. He, well, the players just stopped listening to him. You're like, well, that's pretty bad then. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is that the coach's fault or is it the player's fault? It's this whole thing of just, it's like an excuse that like keeps guys in the league where you're like, just give somebody else a chance, yeah. especially in some sports. We're like, does coaching matter that much? <laughs> like how Seriously. important is it? like in hockey, like every once in a while in a timeout, they have that whiteboard and they draw up a play. Like it's you're, never the head coach drawing doing up it. a play. Yeah. It's a special teams coach. <laughs> so it's like they run and gun. It's like, do they just have different drills? They run like, yeah. Oh, Bruce Boudreaux runs this drill, but Travis Green, he ran that drill. And that's why he's not a good coach. I'm like, okay, sure. Some words like, yeah, like in-game game management of like lines and when to shake it up and stuff like that. I agree with, but I don't know. Some it just some of it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. In hockey well, at least, and basketball also. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to stay within the coaching tree because Canucks are bringing back Bruce. There, Bruce, it, is. there it is. He's come. He's going to be returning for the 2022-2023 season. Great move. Um, Two and a half million dollars for this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great move. He really got to players like Besser, uh, Pedersen, Hughes, and just like Lamico too. Mm-hmm. The obvious not, jump and turnaround yeah. in the team when he got hired. <laughs> Not like a huge name, but you can tell. Like I always called Yuho the most useless player on the Canucks when Travis Green is coaching, because yes. Yuho like never did anything. But nothing. Something about when Bruce came in, Yuho just like something changed about him that mm-hmm. like he was causing more turnovers in the offensive end. Like he was forechecking well, and he was actually like producing at a. Was it him, Mott, and Highmore on our fourth yeah. line that just was great? Yeah, it was. None of those players are that good on their own, but the line clicked and you yeah. got the most out of it. You're like, hey, what are we paying this fourth line? You're like, I don't know, less than like $2 million all combined. And you're like, that's what we can do. Here. Yeah, that's what wow. it, that's what how so an actual team for? should run. Slowly line is step by step. This will become a team again that yeah. you can be proud of. That isn't fourth. embarrassingly bad. Fourth line players, anyone on the fourth line should not be making over $2 million. That's a fact. Yeah. They probably shouldn't <laughs> be making more than 1.5. Yeah. So, Bruce, like the way he just impacted a lot of our players, I think just helps at least give us time to maybe look ahead into the future on what to do. And well, that's what's great. It's the one year contract with yeah. them. You, you got half a season ish of a sample size. With Bruce, you're like, great. Was this just the bump that a lot of teams see when you get a new coach, a new voice? It's like a little energy's different in the room. So maybe that's it. You go into next season. Let's see how the team does, right? If if yeah. they continue on the trajectory where they were, and it's like, oh, this is how the team plays under Bruce. You're like, great. Let's give him an extension. Sign him for another two or three years. But I, I like that the I like that uh, Alvin and Rutherford just said. We will offer you the one year. We'll keep you around for the contract you signed if you want to stay. Yeah. But we're not going to extend you, which is awesome because Jim Benning would have extended him six for like six. six years. Right. <laughs> it's like, great. Okay. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect the cap, I guess, but it's just one of those things where stop rushing and making hasty choices. Finally, yeah. there's going to be some big moves in the offseason, Jeff. Big moves. Yeah. I was on, I followed uh, Puck Empire and they, s- put up a post saying that Canucks are looking to be aggressive. So I've heard like offer sheets. I've heard um, potential trades. Things could be interesting for here and it could be, it could be minor, minor roster moves, but this team needs to be stable. Mm -hmm. And I think just Canucks fans hearing like Rutherford say stuff about Boudreaux, like, we're not signing him until he's proven more. We felt like we relied too much on Demko. Our, our zone entries were terrible. Garbage. A lot of underlying stuff were bad. And a lot of people were like, Bruce got to our players, though. Like, I, I just don't think the Canucks market is used to the truth mm-hmm. that Rutherford said. And, so they, so and they take it as a negative. well. Yeah, so they take it as a negative, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, you're just delusional mm-hmm. and you don't like the harsh reality of things. 
Yeah, we got but a that's exactly who what says who is we smart. have a plan. <laughs> we want. When the old guy was like, we look at it day by day. You're like, excuse me? <laughs> you're, no. you're, you're managing a whole organization. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't you guys, shouldn't you not do that? Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't that be the thing you don't do? But well, yeah, but, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for Jimmy, new Jimmy, Jimmy 2.0 to, uh, to see what he can do. Yeah. I think that JT Miller is gone. I don't think he'll be back. I think that this he's year, not, they, they this, think he's he gets traded before free agency. Okay. Probably before and or at the draft is my guess, because as soon as they can start talking contract extension with him, they're going to like, I know that like the priority for them is Besser Miller or Besser Horvat Miller, I think is like the, probably they're like top things because Besser's obviously up now. So they'll deal with it. But with Miller, it's they'll talk to him. And if, if he'll stay for, I don't know, six years by seven and a half million, they'll keep him but he won't. And he'd be an idiot to do it. He's, he's going to sign max term for $9 million somewhere because he's earned it because he almost scored a hundred points this year because he plays in all situations because he's a power forward. That is so hard to find. He can play wing. He can play center. It's like all these things. He's like, this is a kind of guy that a few of the teams that went out in round one are probably looking at and going, you know, Maybe we should have made a stronger push for him at the deadline. Nashville, Could have had him Minnesota. for two, right? Like Minnesota, I get because they're in cap hell next year, right? So this was their year to kind of go all in, but they're so hooped this year. Like, fine, Nashville, fine. I think they want to retool a bit more, anyways. This they were just riding this year into this year. But you look at a team like Toronto. You know, you've always complained that like you don't have enough guys who can win who like have the heart to push you through and you're like, and you lost in the first round, the Boston Bruins. There are, don't they sound like a prototypical JT Miller team? You got Patrice Bergeron. Who's in prob might retire. This is yeah. right. He's old man. Like this guy could have stepped into those shoes for you. You could have just given up other things. And I know like the pieces don't fit for every club, but you look at some things. I mean, the Rangers just squeaked by the penguins. If the rain, like, there's just all these teams where you go, they should have probably made a push. And so you're going to go at the draft. You're going to have a bunch of teams who are disappointed in the outcome of the playoffs for them this year. Only one team gets to win the cup. So only four teams get to make it to the conference finals. All the other teams that had, had big Stanley cups in their eyes thinking this might be the year for us. And you can go out and you can sign a guy or even a team that kind of sucked this year. That's like, we think we want to get into the playoffs next year. The Canucks just can't afford them. They yeah. can't. At, at the price tag that he'll play for. I don't know why he would take less to stay here. He wasn't drafted here. He's not from Vancouver. He's not like, there's nothing that truly would like time where the Sedins would take a little bit less money. Cause they're like, we've been here since we were teenagers. Yeah. This is, we've come kind of close to winning. Like this is what we want to keep this group together. Miller might like playing here. I'm sure he likes living in Vancouver enough. It's better than living in, I don't know, St. Louis, but why he stay yeah. i also think tyler myers is going to get traded i think they'll please. find a way to get him out of here please which is please yeah oel's stuck though no oel's not moving was, yeah no one wants that albatross of a contract hey arizona you want tyler myers in a fourth for a 
fifth round pick, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they'll be able to get something for him is the thing. Maybe they have to hold on to a tiny bit of salary. Like retain like tw- like 15%, kind of like what like, Arizona did. Like a did. million dollars. Like kind of what Arizona sixth. did with OEL. Yeah, where it's like, if you... It, He's got two years left. If you could make it, if you called it two years by 5 million per for Tyler Myers, are the Canucks going to get a top end prospect? No, but they could probably get, he's a, he's not bad. He really played better this year mm-hmm. than he did before. And you're like, this is a guy who can be your number four defenseman. And on a really good team, he's a, like a solid number five, yeah. <laughs> right? Where you're like, he's, he can do a lot of different things. He doesn't have the offense that you hoped when he was young and, First couple of years, he had like 45 points. and was like, damn, Tyler Myers is going to be legit. And then it just never really panned out for the giant neck man. Yeah. But I think the Canucks will find a way to move him. Besser's the one that I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we, it just depends on what I'd like to keep him. Yeah. I'm not too sure. I'm indecisive on him, but. Well, uh, we'll worry about that after the playoffs. And That's right. Around the draft. Exactly. Because let's, overall. <laughs> let's talk some playoffs. There's unbelievable weekend. There's great multiple games that end in game seven. But I do want to start with the ones that ended in six first. Mm-hmm. St. Louis beats Minnie. Florida beats Washington. Florida mm-hmm. squeezed by Washington. They got blew, mm-hmm. blown out a few times. That St. Louis Minnesota one was really back and forth. It didn't. I don't think it necessarily 100% lived up to the hype, mm-hmm. but it also did live up to the hype in a sense because it was like lots of scoring, and it was pretty back and forth. But what were your thoughts on those two series? And- the I thought it was funny in the for the Wild and the Blues. Uh, you know they play Flurry, and they keep playing Flurry, and they're like, "This is our guy. Like we brought you in to be our goalie, right?" Had a couple all right games, had a couple stinkers, and they're like, oh, damn it. All right, fine. Let's put Talbot in. And he gets lit up. <laughs> lit up for five. You're like, you should have, like, what was the point? Like, just keep, I under, I would understand if after two games, you're like, Flurry's not doing it for us. That's yeah. how we're switching. But you they're get like all the two, way to three that games game, late. And you, they're like, let's throw in, throw in Talbzy. And you're like, okay. And then he would just shit the bed completely. You're like, yikes. Why'd you bring in Flurry? <laughs> Like the guy who's like been there, he's been in those situations. Like even if he did wasn't great before, and like da 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 da, you're like just like go with it. Like yeah. you're just gonna make a switch in the last game, and you're just gonna be like screw it. Let's we need we need you now, Talbot. And you're like, and then it was just terrible. And I think Minnesota only scored like two goals. Like they weren't in it at all. Yeah. It's disappointing. It's it's disappointing, especially because that team is going to be bad um, for the next couple of years. They're not going to be able to compete. Those. They're like the cap implications from the Parise and Suter buyouts. Like I think next year it's like, yeah, like 14 million in cap that they're stuck with next yeah. year that you can't spend. So you're like, were they like, they're going to have to get rid of players. They can't re-sign anybody. They can't. So there's no way they compete next year. And you're like, that sucks. It sucks that you, you're going to waste like Kaprizov and uh, Kaprizov and Boldy, like young, cheaper contracts. And it's like, well, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. So like that sucks. The blues surprised me a bit. They're like the dark horse this year, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody had the, has the blues getting past. Uh, I mean, Minnesota and St. Louis was probably like a toss up. It was and a toss up for me. 
no one has the blues going past the abs. Like maybe except, a couple people in St. Louis do. Except Gretzky, number 99. Like, yeah, is... What does he know? Remember when he <laughs> tried to coach? It was terrible. <laughs> he only knows how to play. Um, but yeah, the blues are like a dark horse team. They've got like those, some vets and some guys who can play. It's great. But that was a good series. The, the, uh, what was the other one in six? Florida, Washington. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know what to think about, about them. I think that Carolina or Tampa Bay is going to come out of the East. So I think like Washington. Yeah. I think the window's closing. Right. It's there's going to be a time where it's like, okay, we get the, Washington and Pittsburgh are in the same kind of boat. It's just about to say that it's yeah. just that you got to take a look around. You're like, can we afford to keep these guys? They're still going to be expensive. Do What are we going to do? You can't, they're never going to trade Ovechkin. The Penguins will never trade Crosby or probably Malkin. So even though they probably should, I would trade Malkin. If I was the Penguins, you'll never trade Crosby because he's like Mr. Hockey. He's meant yeah. everything to your franchise. Yeah. Um, I know Malkin's his best friend, but you know, but yeah, I don't know. I think Florida's fun and it's exciting. It's fun to watch Florida win. It's even better to watch Florida win a playoff series and now give the loan uh, title to the Toronto Maple Leafs for being the longest drought to win a playoff series in the NHL. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I both were good. I, I, pref- I liked that Florida got through. It's fun to Me see too. a team that has sucked forever win something. Yeah, I agree. So I wanted to touch on a few things with St. Louis like I said, they were it was a toss up between them and Mini. I was like almost at the point where I was tossing a quarter in the air, whatever it landed on. I was picking. I went with Mini. I was wrong, clearly. But yeah, St. Louis, I think they're just like a good heavy playoff team. And I think they just kind of beat you in the corners and kind of where like the underlying numbers come from. And they're deep. Like Jordan Cairo, um, Buchnevich, Justin Falk, even on the back, like on the back, he's starting to produce more offensively while being steady on defense. Bennington is starting to play good in the playoffs now after mm-hmm. uh, losing nine in a row since the since Game Seven of the Cup Final in 2019. Yeah, did you see that stat? Huge Before... loser. I hate Jordan Bennington. He's such right. a oh, he's such a little worm. Yeah, I do not Just... like him the biggest baby but even like Huso, he was playing well and he got the crease taken away from him but even going into the playoffs he was playing pretty good but it was mm-hmm. still like that inconsistency at goaltending for st louis i was like i feel like minnesota is just the slightest bit more stable so i went with them but yeah. i think that was a good hard-fought series and i agree with you that st louis is going to give colorado a run for their money i think bennington's um, going to have to be really down good his head. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna have, have to, to do what like Ottinger, Ottinger just yeah, <laughs> yeah, wild. The Flames should have rolled them. Yeah, <laughs> they played. They were so much better than the, the Stars the whole time. Yeah, yeah you look at that last game. It was like seventy <laughs> shots, sixty-seven shots. Yeah, like just insane. Yeah. He's like, I only let a couple by me. <laughs> you just, he just he deserves to win the con Smythe. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Just from one first round playoff loss. It's just yeah. like it doesn't matter. No one's gonna have a better performance through the rest of the playoffs unless Verhage can score 12 points per series again. But but yes. uh yeah, Florida, Washington. I was worried for a second. I was mm-hmm. like, is Florida the gonna cardiac choke? cats? I was like, is Florida gonna choke this again? Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, like, they're such a skilled team. They're deep down the lineup. I'm like, they literally have to figure it out because this team is way too good to lose. Mm-hmm. So, but they did figure it out. And I hope they do go on a run because Me I like too. Florida. I hope so. and My boy Claude Giroux. Yeah. Like, wow. I, I just hope they make it happen. But yeah, um, those two series were over in six. We're going to the game sevens. Woo! Three game sevens on Saturday, two on Sunday. Love Unbelievable. It. So fun. Yeah. So on Saturday, we got Leafs going down in seven to Tampa. So funny. Canes edging out Boston. Great game. And Oilers defeating the Kings. Big bummer was really pulling for the Kings. Would have been hilarious. So uh, what was your thoughts on the Saturday slate? And I think 90% of our conversation is going to go towards Leafs losing Probably. again in the first round. Nothing's funnier. Nothing's yeah. funnier. Let's save them for last. Uh, All right. <laughs> the Oilers-Kings game. The Oilers should have won that series before it got to seven. I don't understand what happened. That's because they're not that good. Like they got to play the Kings who are going to be good, but aren't good yet. Right. Like they're fine. They're a playoff bubbly kind of team. I think that the Oilers, like if McDavid is not playing as if he's the best player on the planet, they're not going to win. Yeah. And that means your team's not that good. Like you look at teams, the great teams that have like won the cup the last few years, you look at the lightning if Stamkos or Kucherov isn't playing great, it's like, it's okay because they're deep. They have so much other scoring where they have dry who's hurt. So <laughs> who knows how that's going to play out, but they just, they don't have, they're not deep enough. Yeah. So yeah, they got past the Kings. It would have been super funny to have them lose and to have McDavid and Matthews both be out in the first round and be like so much for being the best. Yeah. So that series kind of went – it went the way that it should have gone, right? Edmonton should have beaten the Kings, and they finally got it done. Um, the the other two series in the East were super compelling. I just felt mm-hmm. bored with Edmonton, L.A. I don't know. I there agree. was something about it that I just – I didn't care. Yeah. I tried to watch some of it. And I'm like, I, I don't care, which is funny because you would think, like, because McDavid and Dreisaitl, you would want to watch. They're so exciting. They're so good, but – I don't know. There's just something about it that I was like, mm, brain's kind of off. But the other two series, brain full on, full yeah. brain, full love. So good. So exciting. I am jazzed that the teams that lost, lost. Suck at Boston and go kick rocks Toronto. Right? Yeah. It's just, I don't like either of you. I Go, go Carolina, right? What a fun, go jerks. That series, I was just, I'm sitting there watching it on my phone in bed. Uh, I'm just like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> just so jazzed when they score. Uh, love it that uh, Domi is the yeah. hero in game game seven for them. You're like, yeah. great. What an what an addition, especially because I think there was some rumors that he was going to go to Boston because he's like such a Boston style player, right? Like he's mm-hmm. not big, but he is like, he's very agitating. He hits so Trader Joe's Marshawn. Yeah, exactly. Like that's just, I, I thought he was going to go there. And there was also some talk that like maybe Toronto, cause his dad obviously played there. So, and it's just like, Nope, didn't go to either of you. And then he was the game seven hero for the hurricanes, that yeah. hurricanes team. So deep. They're yeah. so good. And they have so many fun players. Tony D'Angelo still a piece of shit, but uh, he learned how to shut his mouth. So that's good. 
or at least it seems like it. I haven't heard anything about him. throwing and, a sticker on the well, yeah. uh, game six. That was hilarious. But he puts up a lot of six. points. It's insane. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The offense talent is definitely there. And he, he's going to get paid. Um, maybe not paid, but he's going to get paid this summer. He's going to get a good chunk of cash. Yeah. So I that was fun. And then the Toronto-Tampa series, it was just that classic. I saw a clip. It was from like TSN's Overdrive or something. And they were like, the Toronto Maple Leafs have a dynasty of losing. Yeah. Five straight years they've lost in a game seven in the first round. That's insane. That is insane. And Tampa just goes in there. Toronto had a couple chances to knock them out. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. The team that obviously knows how to win from their back-to-back cups. <laughs> it's just like yeah. the second it got to game seven, I thought there's no way Toronto wins. There's no way that in like this game that the Leafs are going to beat the Lightning. And it was close. It's not like the Leafs played terribly and gave up a big lead. None of the classic Leaf stuff happened. They just couldn't score when they needed to score. They scored one goal in a game seven. I know Vasilevsky's probably the best goalie on the planet, or at least he's in the top five, but your back's against the wall. You've been called a loser and a failure for years now. Your team can't get it done. You've had the same core group of guys year after year after year. They can't get it done. You've got the entirety of the Canadian media behind you. Like Leafs are the best. This is the year. And just, you fucking failed again. And it is beautiful. I I love it. I honestly relish it. Thought they were going to win game seven. Something about it. I was like, I just think they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I kind of related it to like Washington in 2018. Oh, like finally over the hump. Yeah. And like Canucks slaying the dragon in 2011. Like mm-hmm. Chicago's had their number for multiple years before. They just couldn't get past them. Mm-hmm. And then they finally beat them and then go on a run. Washington beats Pittsburgh, goes on a run. I was like, back-to-back champs. If Toronto wins this, I think they go to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Probably. And I was like, it's just a gut feeling. I think they're finally going to win Game 7. Tavares scores to tie it up. But Justin Hall takes a penalty, which it was a penalty, Leafs fans. Sorry to tell you. Sorry you're saying, oh, Tampa got new jerseys this summer and it's the refs' jerseys. Cry about it. Hall literally skated out of his path to hit Sorelli, who was Mm -hmm. playing... Really good defense on Tavares. I want to ask you about that in a second, by the way. It was a penalty. Goal should have been called back. Goal wasn't even called back. It was called the penalty before Tavares even shot the puck. So keep crying even more. And then Nick Paul, Toronto's father, just scores two goals. Hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, Tampa just showed their experience and showed how deep they are as well. Like, Breezebot was an absolute hero at the deadline acquiring some more depth joseph mm-hmm. wasn't cutting it brought in paul who just plays a better style than joseph more tampa style proves it there mm-hmm. and tampa's just gonna fucking three-peat again tampa being tampa it'll be like, wild can you imagine yeah. i will i will go insane. greatest team of all time yeah i will go insane but brings me back to that paul do you agree with the penalty and do you think that Tavares it's a penalty yeah Yeah. it's I get that like they let a lot of stuff go and I remember I was watching the uh the game last night 
why am I blanking on the, the Rangers game? Mm-hmm. And there was a couple plays in the last couple of minutes of the third where it was definitely a penalty and the Rangers did not get the call. Like they should have been on the power play a couple times where it's like the crowd goes nuts and you're like, if this was game 42 of the regular season, that would have been a penalty like by the book, but like, you know, they keep going and whatever. And you're like, I guess playoff hockey, but yeah, when you can't complain when something does get called. Yeah. It's like, it's a penalty. You, what do you want? Like it sucks, but them's the breaks nerds. You took a penalty. You lost the game because you're a team full of losers. And I can't wait to see what happens in the off season for that team. Now there has to be things that happen, right? There has to you, be that team with expectations to win a cup for the last at least three years, right? Like it's there. That's what they've done. They've paid big money to players. You've got top talent throughout your lineup and you lose in the first round for five straight years. If it doesn't, if the GM doesn't go, if Dubas doesn't go, then it's like there there's God, there's going to have to be direction from MLSE to be like, you have to make changes. There has yeah. to be something that changes here because you're paying a lot of guys, a lot of money to only get them four games of home revenue. Yeah. <laughs> playoffs. It's crazy. And for a team as talented as they are, it's insane I mean. that it's They've been got that long. Players on the back end, like yeah, their D's not the best in the league, but they're not atrocious. Jack Campbell's played pretty good. He only had, I think, two stinkers. Right? Tampa scored seven. Tampa scored five in yeah. two of the games. But otherwise, they scored three goals or less, which is yeah. fine. If a go- if a goalie lets in three goals in the playoffs, I call that like flat, flat. Like it wasn't bad. That wasn't good. You're just like mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Anything under three tops, anything more than three bad. So he was bad twice of the seven games. So it's like, it's not like he didn't give you a chance to win a game most yeah. nights and you just couldn't do it. Where was Matthews didn't score last night, you know, like, or two nights ago. It's just, yeah, there's going to have to be changes. There's gotta be. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what happens with uh, the old uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, but we'll go, we'll go into the Sunday slate flames that eliminate Dallas in an absolute what should Deserved have been a route fashion, what should have been a route and Rangers sneak past Pittsburgh. Just eek past them. So we'll talk about the flames because Jake Ottinger had 67 shots against him. I think he set a record for most uh, saves or shots mm-hmm. against in a game seven or something like that. There was a, a graphic that got put up and it was most saves in a series all time. And in the history of the NHL, he was in like fourth or something for like one series. It was in like no, almost only four other goalies in the history of the league have faced more shots than he did in one series. Insane. He, and it's not even that it was shots faced. It was that he almost allowed no goals yeah. <laughs> all the time. It was such a low scoring series. Like, yeah. The first game, Dallas won one nothing. The second game, Calgary won two nothing. So two straight shutouts, three goals in two games. And then the other ones were just like four two, three two, four three. Like I only I can't even remember the scores exactly, but like game seven was three two. Mm-hmm. And Dallas at one point was out shooting them like forty eight to twelve or something like that. Like Ottinger was standing on his head. He deserves the con Smythe. 
despite being a first round exit for MVP of the playoffs because Dallas could have been swept without Jake Ottinger and how he played. But I couldn't be happier to see Goudreau get the winner. Yeah. Because, like, yes, he hasn't played the best in playoffs like in past years. But mm-hmm. seeing been him, a big like, choker. Yeah. But seeing him come up big in like a massive spot and like a beautiful assist to Kachuk, sniping it in overtime. Mm-hmm. It was just, I was really happy to see Goudreau get it because he deserves it. And like, especially after the year he had. And I don't know if you saw the clip, but when he got off the ice after like the three stars thing, mm-hmm. um, Monaghan was standing in the tunnel. Yeah. And like, they've been boys for years. They kind of came in together. They were line mates for a while. Monaghan's obviously fallen off a cliff in yeah. the past few years. He, just, he got hip surgery, so he's out for the playoffs. But the way they just embraced after Goudreau got that, I was like, mm-hmm. man, I hate Calgary so much, but this is just like, this puts a smile on my face. Seeing like, There's so many Canucks on that team. Yeah. You know, at least you can yeah. cheer for them. <laughs> exactly. But seeing Goudreau get, like, be the hero in a big spot, I was like, I like you, Goudreau. You deserve that. But, yeah, it's nice to see a really great player get a monkey off the back sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's just every year, it's like this kid can't do it. He's not, he chokes. He's a regular season all star, and that's it. And then he comes through. I'm jazzed for Calgary in the sense that no team deserved to win their series more than the Flames did. Like they just dominated the stars. I think the only team that dominated more than them was Colorado dominating the Preds. But that was to be expected. Exactly. And I would have been bummed if Dallas got through and then Edmonton got them in the second round, it's like they only had to play LA and then they get to play Dallas. Yeah. And then if Ottinger isn't standing on his head, Dallas is probably going to lose or it's like, that sucks. So I'm, I'm, and I'm happy that it's the battle of Alberta now. So fun. You're like, that's so hate filled. It's going to be great. And I I'm putting, I'd put my money on Calgary. They're so Mm -hmm. deep. Yeah. Like there's a couple teams where you look, you're like, yeah, they're deep throughout the whole lineup forwards, defense, Markstrom is a number one goal. Like he's a good goalie. So as a finalist, I think that, yeah, I was jazzed. I was happy to, I'm happy. It was crazy to watch Ottinger. Um, Mm -hmm. Insane. I think it takes the sting out of it for Dallas a little bit going like, well, I guess we have the goal. We have a franchise goal. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, did he, is this like Andrew Hammond when he went on that? Like (laughs) he played really well for the, for the Sens for a couple of games and playoffs. Like, no, I think Ottinger's just going to be, very good. I believe Ottinger's who I took when we did our yeah, under did. 23. Yeah. So, so far I look great. Yeah. I took uh, Swayman and he didn't play too bad either. So it was all right. Wasn't as good. Wasn't not nearly as good, yeah. but he wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, it was, uh, it was insane. It was yeah. last yesterday's games were like, that was such a great slate of hockey to watch for, to like sit there for six hours. Yeah, and just like moving on to that Rangers game, that Rangers Penguins series, like the Penguins deserve to win. They yeah. were better in the series, but comes down to a couple things, a couple couple penalties here and there, and Mika Zibanejad just rifling. Oh my gosh, <laughs> rifling a few pucks. Yeah, Kreider uh, gets gets that one. And you're like bar down. That was electric. What a shot! So many comebacks for the yeah. like. I think they were second to just the Panthers in the regular season of like amount of comeback wins. So it's a team, the Rangers are a talented enough team that they can beat the the hurricanes. Yeah. It's not like they can't, 
this, this series isn't going to be over in four. Um, no. Shesterkin, if he was excellent in game one, was kind of iffy in the middle and then was pretty good last night. So if he's kind of back on back on his bullshit and is doing MVP level goaltending again, their defense isn't bad. They've got yeah. their salt, like, right? Like Adam Fox won the won the Norris two years ago or a year yeah. ago. And then you've got Sabina Jad, you got Kreider, you've got all this talent, Ryan Strom up front. You go, yeah, they could. Could they beat the Hurricanes? Sure. It was a great series with Pittsburgh. I was sad to see Pittsburgh lose in the sense that how many more kicks at the can is Crosby going to get? He's still playing at a top level, but him and Latang and Malkin, you're like, these guys have been top, top, top players at their position for over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's just, it's, it's bittersweet to like, you see like the Rangers are kind of a new team to go forward. Like they've been, haven't been good for years. Right. So they're like on that, the up, you're like, ah, is this, does this start the end of the teardown for Pittsburgh? How much longer can they mortgage their future? Yeah. To like borrow and be like, we don't need a first round draft pick. We'll just yeah. trade it to you for another player that we can insert into the top six. So it was sad. It was, it, I'm watching that game and, you know, the guys, they all shake hands and blah, 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 blah. And then Crosby just goes and he's at the doors and he's just seeing all his teammates off and like giving them a tap and a little talk. And then he just kind of like, you could see this look in his eye. And he's looking and he's looking at the, you can only assume he's looking at the Ranger players celebrating on the ice. And he just has this look and it's not like, he doesn't look sad, but it just, he had this look in his eye of a guy who knows it's like, like he's been there. He's won it. He's yeah. got a couple cups. Is this the, like, was this our last chance? Like you could just see it. Like the guy's been through the ringer for his whole yeah. career and not a choker, right? Like, he's done it all. He's been the best player on his team when they've won cups, all this stuff. And he was looking like, ah, your heart breaks yeah. a little bit for Sid. It's almost like he's seen the beginning of the end. He's seen it like walking off. Like, he's like, damn, like, is this really where like the end is about to start? Like it's mm-hmm. something there's probably going to, they pro- like walking in the dressing room. They probably know like half of the team isn't going to be there anymore. The turnover is going to be insane for Pittsburgh. They're gonna start building around Gensel and um are they gonna start maybe trying to develop John Marino into their top guy? Like Tristan Jar is still a young goalie there. So mm-hmm. but it's like like you said, the players like Latang, Malkin, Crosby, like Crosby's there, but like Latang and Malkin are up this year. Malkin said he's taking less, but it's a matter of like, are we gonna try and maybe yeah, sign and trade these guys sign and trade for prospects? And- yeah. Because like if a, hey, if they deal? go like, hey, Malkin's like, I'll sign for three years at six million. They're like, well, well, great. Yeah. <laughs> if Latang's like, I'll do the same thing. Like, I want to run it back. This will give us some flexibility to like add somebody through a trade or free agency or something. Then maybe yeah. it's again people you you expect the last couple of years. Everyone's like, oh, Crosby will start to drop off. You're like, not really. No. <laughs> he's still as long he, as he's, he's healthy, not putting up 130 yeah. points anymore, but. Well, I mean, like he was on pace for like 115 this year. Yeah. Which is insane. Like as long as he's healthy, he's going to be like Tom Brady. He's going to play for as long as he wants. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, so good. He's like, no, I want to keep playing teams with him. He's going to be the, if you just keep signing one years or two mm-hmm. years, as soon as his contract's up, he's going to be the number one free agent on the board until he retires. Like he's just, yeah. ju- just the way he's built in the game that he plays. He's a player that doesn't rely on his speed. So the older he gets, 
he's still going to be the same player. Yeah, he'll be a bit he's slower. He's like Yager. But when Yager kept yeah, playing as he was older, exactly. and you're like, how does he keep doing it? You're like, no. it's because he doesn't rely on speed anymore. He's yeah. just strong. He's an exactly. ox. Exactly. So, like, I'm not saying McDavid's going to, like, extreme, like, drop off extremely, but, like, he is a guy who is, like, wrecks games with speed. But, like, mm-hmm. once he starts to slow down, it's like, is he going to be as impactful as he Yeah, when he's is? 35. Yeah. But, like, Crosby, he's never been that guy to turn the burners on and blow past someone. He's a guy who just uses his head, and he's a really good passer, and he's strong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Geauger's a perfect comparison. So, I mean, I'm not so worried about Crosby because he's going to play as long as he wants to. Yeah. But it's just the situation in general for Pittsburgh. It's like, do they want to start kind of selling their players for – their future or are they going to try and keep running it back as long as possible as long so, as crosby's there yeah it'll be really t- i think it's do? gonna be like they're gonna call him in and be like what do you want to do <laughs> do you want to yeah, like, run it back because we we'll doing? try and run it back but it's like are you wanting to do you want to be traded and so or like go to a team that has more chances to win like do you want to get traded to colorado and play with your boy nate do you going to Ray Bork the shit out of this? Yeah. That only like, happened on the last so, year of his deal, though. No, which yeah. I don't know when that is, but yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, the series in general, I think they just got hosed. Like Crosby didn't play for what game five and six or just game six? Just game six. Yeah. So I mean, that sucks. And then their goaltending, like availability is your best ability. And when you're both, mm-hmm. you're. I love that in game seven. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, goes, Crosby plays, uh, Jari's playing, uh, yeah. Raquel's also in. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck it, everybody. I don't care that you're not 100%. Get your ass on the ice. Yeah. Painkillers and every IV they have. Everything in their... is taped up. Yeah. So, excuse me, but yeah, it was just a matter of Pittsburgh got hosed with injuries at the wrong time and it just yeah. sucks. And I think they would have won that series if everything played out the same way, but they had their just even Casey DeSmith for the whole series. Yeah, even though Deming. Deming even played all right, though. Deming played all right, but I think Casey DeSmith is just that much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, he's a bit more reliable than Deming. And if they if they had Crosby for game six, they'd probably win. Yeah. Just, so it just sucks for Pittsburgh to see him go out like that because they didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. They deserved to win the series, kind of like Toronto did. Like, Toronto deserved to win. They just didn't. Pittsburgh deserved to win, but unfortunately, they just didn't but we'll see but shall we jump into round two predictions and talk about some series and Easy. how how we see it play out i've got it all up here we'll start it off in the west start with colorado st louis colorado in six colorado in six i think the blues get a couple wins there i got the same thing i got colorado Ooh, in six um just like i think the biggest storyline is the Avs and their second round demons kind of like Toronto and their first round demons? Mm-hmm. The Avs have had extremely high expectations the past few years, eliminated in the second yep. round. So, yeah, if they go in the second round again this year, that's as bad as Toronto losing yeah. in the first round because yeah. Colorado's the favorite this year, right? There's, like, I think, if you ask anybody, you're like, who, if you had to pick one team to win the cup, Colorado. Colorado. Like, if I gave you 10 grand to go put, or like a thousand dollars to go put on a team to win the cup. I think like eighty percent of them would go to Colorado. Yeah, if not more. But yeah, I just think this is a really important series for them. I think, like we said about Toronto, if they beat Tampa, I think they go on a run. I think if Colorado gets past these guys, I think they're winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, 
Like I don't Probably. think like I don't think they just get there. I think they I think they win the whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. I think it'll be just a huge confidence booster for them and be like, all right, we can actually like we've always thought we could do this, but now our demons are in our rear view mirror. Let's step mm-hmm. on the throat on any team. And what worries about what worries me a little bit is that they swept Nashville. I wish they went through a little bit of adversity. Yeah, they've just been hanging out for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Doing so, nothing. I just wish they went through a little like they breeze by Nashville. Maybe game two when they won in overtime. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like they put up two seven spots. They put up five in games in game four. So it's just a warm up. Yeah. So it's like I wish it maybe went to like five. Mm-hmm. Five or six, just so they could get a little like, oh shit, we're losing. We gotta come back because it's not gonna be the Nashville series against St. Louis at all. No. So but I do agree with you, Colorado and six. Nice. I think so. St. Louis, good team. They're deep, but Bennington has to stand on his head for them to win. Yeah. yeah. And I do both teams are deep. It's just that St. Louis's depth is like a tier below Colorado's. And the top end players for Colorado are just better. Yeah. Right. Like there's Nathan McKinnon's better than anybody than Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Right. You're like, uh, Miko Rantanen is better than Vladimir Tarasenko. Jordan. Cairo. Just like, right. Like, uh, yeah. Gabriel Landeskog. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just go through the team. They're just, they're just very deep and they have a lot of role players who know what their job is. Yeah. But Cal McCarr. Yeah. A good thing about Colorado being out early though is that it gives their players chance to rest like landis played his first game in a while game mm-hmm. one against nashville so it's like gives him a bit more time to kind of rehab oh, yeah. his knee whatever kemper he got kemper got a stick in the eye so yeah. it's like that's Extra our time off to number peel one goalie so you can like, see again yeah get better so you're not seeing out of one eye i mean frank Cruz is a really good backup but i mean you obviously want your you want your guy yeah you want your guy so it does give them a bit of time to rest up. So it was a good thing for Colorado as well to sweep. But yeah, Colorado in six. Uh, Edmonton, Calgary. Calgary in five. Calgary in five. Calgary in five. Calgary is the second best team in the West. They're, I think overall, I like their depth more than I like St. Louis's. Um, fairly similar kind of teams ish, but Markstrom, I, I think, is better than Bennington. And I think that Markstrom gives uh, Calgary the clear edge over Smith for Edmonton. Uh, Smith def- either lets in six or gets a shutout. It's one of the yeah, two. Yeah, right? Roll your dice. <laughs> you look at the defense for each team, Calgary by a long shot, right? Like by miles. Yeah. They're solid all the way through. Eric Goodbranson, you're like, oh, he's not that good. They're like, well, he doesn't have to be that good anymore. Because now he's the number five or six D-man on a team. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Looking him go out there. Between, like, they don't have any all-stars, really, for Calgary on defense. Mm-hmm. There's, like, Anderson, Hannafin, uh, Kylington. You're like, yeah, they're all just good. Tanev. They're all just Tanev, good Branson. And I can't remember who the sixth guy is. But they just, they're solid. They're rock yeah. solid all the way through. And then I think Tanev got hurt, but I think he's going to be back. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And then up front, you're like, yeah, Edmonton has Drysidle and McDavid. Like, okay. Like, and then, and then what do they have? Well, they got Kyler Yamamoto. <laughs> like, okay, he's fine. 
He's not great. Vander Kane has been playing very well. Yeah, Kane has been good. I give him his flowers. You go, okay, Kane and Kachuk cancel each other out then, or mm-hmm. Kachuk's better. No, Kachuk's better. Right? You give go Goudreau and and McDavid. McDavid is better. Washes. Sorry, uh, Goudreau. You go, Wash. uh, who's their second best? Uh, uh, Lindholm. Dry Sidle's better. But then you're like, after that, like I'll, I'll take Michael Backlund. I'll take Dylan Dubé. Right, like I'll take the guys the Flames have. The Oilers will win at least one of these games, but it's going to take Smith being stupidly good and like getting shutouts every time. People are going to think I think this series is closer. One, it's the Battle of Alberta. They play each other all the time. They know each other. They hate each other. So like it adds an element. And they go, well, Calgary barely got past Dallas. And you're like, Calgary barely got past Dallas because they just ran into the best goalie that has ever played in a round essentially like (laughs) they shot so many like they dominated play in every category and Edmonton just barely beat LA who is a very okay team I just I don't I don't see Edmonton winning unless McDavid goes super saiyan and is like no I'm gonna score I'm gonna get four points a game then fine. Maybe they do, but I don't, I, I think Calgary beats them. I think they beat them pretty handily. I'm going Calgary and five. I said, Cal- you know, I said Calgary and seven. Ooh, I like it. The drama, Se- the suspense. Yeah. Six or seven. Um, six or seven, Jevin. What is it? You're I'll say seven. Ah, there we go. Yeah. I'll say seven. You did start swaying me to six, but I'm like, I'll go back to seven. I'm not mm-hmm. a coward. Mm-hmm. But I just think McDavid's sick and tired of losing, and I just think that he's going to kick it up a notch. And I just think it's going to be Edmonton's wins are going to be, like, very hard. Mm-hmm. to Like, they're going to be very close games. Calgary's not going to get blown out. I think Edmonton has a chance of when they lose, they get blown out. Kind of like almost – not necessarily Colorado game one and game two against Nashville. And it's not going to be like a seven, two and then two, one in overtime. Like I don't think Edmonton's going to lose that bad. If anything, mm-hmm. it'll be like a say five, two with an empty netter and then a three, two victory in overtime for Edmonton kind of thing. Okay. Like it'll be kind of like that. That's how I see it playing out. But I think Edmonton's good enough to steal a few games, maybe catch Markstrom on an off night. And then Mike Smith somehow turning into the best goalie of all time out of nowhere and then turning over the puck next game. Mm-hmm. But I still have Calgary moving on in seven because I just yeah. think they are the superior team. But like, here's my question for you Can you seven. name the Oilers' defense? Um, we'll go Nurse Barry. Uh, nurse is hurt, so he doesn't count. Nurse isn't hurt. Oh, he got suspended for the game. Yeah. Right. So he'll be back. He played in game seven. Did he? Yeah. He okay. Has... So, okay. Nurse. Yeah. Nurse, Barry, Kulak. Who's the old man? We hate him. Keith. Yeah. Um. I can't remember. They're six, seven. Cody CC. Oh, yeah. Cody CC. Chris Russell. And then a young kid, Evan Bouchard. I'm young sure looks good. like he's going to be good, but very young. So you're like, okay. I just look at that decor and I'm like, <sighs> you know what I mean? Like how I don't see them. 
being able, like they just don't match up as well. Yeah. You go, they're just a bunch of like, all those guys are like, just like a rung ish below each guy for like Calgary. When you look at them and I just, as a unit, I just go, yeah. And their goalie's not that great. So it's just Calgary gets such a clear advantage from defense and goaltending. And then you can parse the forwards if you want. And you go, okay, well, top six, maybe it's a bit of a wash with the talent that between McDavid and Dreisaitl just overpower and go, okay, so you wash out the top six. And then a bottom six, they've got Archibald, McLeod, Pliarvi, Cassian, Ryan, and Fogel. And you're like, yeah, I mean, they're not, it's not terrible, obviously. They won a lot of games this year, but it's not inspiring. That's not a bottom yeah. six where I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Do you know, the Flames, They've got Dylan Dubé, Cal Yarncroc, Tyler Toffoli, <laughs> Lucic, Lewis, and Stone kind of is like their bottom six. Like, I would rather have that bottom six. Let's I hope would... Toffoli kind of steps it up. I want to see him have a bit more success yeah. in the second round. Got that round. goal in game seven, right? Yeah. As, I, there we go. Yeah, He's I streaky. S- he is streaky. He was a bit more consistent in the regular season, but I kind of hope as a you know rental for Vancouver, I hope to see him. Have a bit mm-hmm. more success because I've always liked Toffoli, even when he was on LA. I've mm-hmm. always liked him. I hope to see him have a bit more success. He's the kind of guy that you look at and you're like, yeah, what a guy to have in your bottom six, like a third line, like mm-hmm. secondary score. Where you're like, yeah, he just, if Power he can get going, two. great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But I just have Edmonton like scraping out a few, doing better than I do. That's fine. Yeah. Suck at Edmonton. We'll see though. We'll go to Battle of Florida, one battle to another. What do you got? I want to say Florida. Same here. I really want to. I had them in my original bracket, but just the way I saw Tampa play in round one and then Florida in round one, it scared me off. I think that I think it goes at least six either way. Yep. I'm gonna say Florida. I don't want yeah. I my I, my Florida. brain wants me to say Tampa, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go with my heart and I'm gonna say Florida in six. Florida and six. Yeah. I got Tampa and seven. That's fair. Yeah. I, this one was, was a smarter pick. This one, I was really, I think Tampa has the higher ceiling, but the lower floor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. wait, did I say Tampa has the highest ceiling? Mm-hmm. I think I'm meant Florida, the other way around. Florida has the highest ceiling, lowest floor. Like Florida yeah. may not show up, but they might put an eight. Where you know like, Tampa's going to. <laughs> they're, they're just going to, like, they're never going to. Yeah, I just feel like they're just solid and battle tested. It's just the fatigue factor. It's like they went through a war with Toronto and they're coming off like they've played a lot of hockey the past two and a half years. It's like, can they go on another run? I do. I just, they're a more stable pick in my head. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, I still think it's going the distance though. Tampa nice. and seven. Going it was volatile. Either, it was either Tam- cats. Yeah. It was either Tampa and seven or Florida and seven for yeah, me. That's fair. So. What do you, uh, what does Florida have to do to beat Tampa? Like what's one thing that obviously. Score. Like, yeah. Cause beating Tampa sounds is gonna stupid. Be, yeah. But I just mean like Bobrovsky obviously has to play well. They, um, this would be Vesna, streaky Bobrovsky, guy, right? Barry. So you never know what Bob you're gonna get. But uh, yeah, this just—I don't know. I feel like it's a fairly evenly matched series. Florida just has a lot of like unsung guys, right? Yeah. Where it's like Verhage comes out of nowhere this year. 
He has 12 points in the first round. You're like, okay, that's what he they went, need. They need a couple yeah. guys to just get lit and go. Yeah, and he stay went hot. McDavid on Washington. Exactly. And if yeah. they don't get that kind of play from at least like two players, they're going to be hooped. Yeah. I know while well, Tampa's what Braden points out for a little bit, at least like one or two games. Yeah. So like, that's great for Florida. I forgot about that. Uh, but, you know, still got Kutrov and Stamkos. <laughs> so <laughs> they're still okay. Still a deep team. But I'm going to go with Florida. I'm going to go with the fun pick. Sweet. Battle of the Sunshine State. I am going to be cheering for Florida just because I yeah. want to see like players like Giroux, Hiruto, Barkov. I want to see them like mm-hmm. go deep and have success. And they deserve it. Maybe this will, they'll be like, the Washington and Tampa will be the Pittsburgh kind of thing. Maybe they'll, cause they've run, ran into Tampa a few times and it's when they've been the two, three seed and yeah. they've kind of gotten the shit end of the stick a few times with Tampa. So maybe this is their time to dethrone them. Right. And yeah, we'll they see on the state of Florida now. Yeah. It's going to be very exciting. And I'm happy to see that they're finally getting like full arenas because yeah. The Winning brings Florida, it baby. Yeah. Actually. Re- well, they've always been good. It's mm-hmm. just that Florida has been so tunnel visioned to like football and basketball that they, uh, Oh, we actually have a really good team. Well, They've sucked for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But like, even before they got Bobrovsky and like John, Qu- uh, Joe Quenville, they yeah. were like the they highest had a couple of years where they were doing a little bit better. They're like but the yeah, highest scoring it. team in the league. So I love to see it. Yeah. I love seeing packed arenas in Florida, but last series here, Carolina, New York. What do you got on this one? Carolina six. Same here. I, I would say in like five, but I think Shesterkin's gonna play well enough that the Rangers will get a couple out of that. And but I think the Canes should win. They're better. Yeah. They're just a better team. Yeah. I was leaving overall. Five their or D six is as well. deep as I think they they might, if I could like choose one core, um, I would probably go with the Hurricanes. It's not a bad pick. I just like deep they they don't have like the best individual player out of everybody like yeah fox and mccarr are better but yeah slavin and pesci just killing it like seth jarvis lighting the world on fire seth jarvis trocheck shveknikov yeah nekash right like i'm yeah yeah, like their depth is crazy domi yeah, I think they had like five 20 goal scorers or something like that on yeah. their team. They're just very, very good. They, yeah. They've been that team for the last couple of years where everyone's like, oh, like, is this the year the Carolina Hurricanes kind of really go for it? And it's like, nope, oh, nope. Uh, mm, ah. And this year is like, this looks like it might be the year. Yeah. No, I'm really excited about this. I think the Rangers really need to like improve on their even strength scoring because if they mm-hmm. don't get that and like, is there an update on Freddie? Like, is he going to be back for this series? I don't know. Because if so, like, they need to do better than Boston and capitalize on Ranta. Like, Ranta is a good backup, but they need to – he's not mm-hmm. Freddie. They need to yeah. capitalize and put pucks past him and you actually – got to bury get, a few. Yeah, they have to bury – they have to take advantage more. If Shesterkin can play at the level he played at during the regular season – the Rangers will have a chance to win the series. Yeah. If you get Shesterkin that was from like game two, three, four, and probably five, you're like, he didn't play great. And yeah. if that's what we get, you're like, if the Hurricanes can score at least three goals on you every game, it's like, I don't know if you're going to beat them. Yeah, it'll be very hard. 
but it should be, be a fun series. I'm really looking forward to all these series. Yeah. Like sometimes one squeaks through, you're like, ah, I don't really. But you got the Battle of Alberta, the Battle of Florida, Colorado, St. Louis, which should be a great matchup. And Hurricanes, Rangers should be like a very fun series to watch. Yeah. No, I'm it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be super exciting. It. Very exciting. Well, uh, I think that's all we got for this. That's it? Yeah. I think it was a lot. I think we did good. We did very good. I think we went for about an hour or 10. Kind of Nailed thing. it. Yeah. This is a great episode, Corey. Thank you so much for coming on. That was a round two preview. And I did say that this is going to be out Monday night. Um, but I'm going to release it tomorrow morning instead of Wednesday because I want to have people listen to it prior mm-hmm. to the games. Maybe I can even... No, games are tomorrow, right? Start tomorrow at four. Yeah, so I'm going to upload it tomorrow so people can listen to it prior to the game start. Hear my um, prognostications. Yeah, we're kind of getting away from the Wednesday releases, but doing that just because I don't want it to be a day after some of the games have been played. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. just doing it, editing, uploading right away, basically. So forgive me for that, but probably no one really cares. So they just um, want it when they can get it. They're just happy. Yeah. Amen. But Corey, thank you for coming on once again. You're always my guy. Uh, let the people know where they can follow you and just uh, listen to your podcast and all that fun stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Latondra and you can find the Snacktastic Voyage on Twitter. You just look it up. Just search Snacktastic Voyage, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Pick your poison. Uh, Instagram has more fun pictures, probably. So, you yeah. know, search it up on that. Uh, if you want to listen to a couple of guys talk about a couple of treats, we uh, we just finished recording one yesterday. We did a build your best. You know, you get $15. You got different tiered level of snacks. Uh, and we did a movie theater. By the way, Buster, build your best. Easiest. Easiest one ever. Yeah. What'd you go yeah. with? I went popcorn, nachos, peanut okay. M&M's. So you spent soda. 10, 11, 12. Yeah. 13, 14, 15 bucks there. That's solid. I, I went a different kind of route. I took the pop. I took the uh, Maltesers. I, I can't have Maltesers, so I had to. Fair. That's fine. I took the nibs. I took licorice. I love nibs. So good. And I went with the mini melts, the fun little frozen ice cream treat. Sticks to your tongue. So fun. So great. And a hot dog. Because I hate that cheese in nachos. Like that like fake pump cheese. It makes me want to throw up. I usually just like the chips and salsa and <laughs> just I, I'm dumping the cheese out. I'm not usually a queso guy, but sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go the salsa route instead. That's fair. Salsa is great. So I got That's the nachos. I got, I got the main dabble yep. with the popcorn a bit, take a sip and finish it all off with some peanut M&Ms. It's a, Hey, I, I got, I got no real problems with what you did there. I, you really went with the salty route mm-hmm. between peanuts, nachos and popcorn. But uh, aside from that, nothing better than a Coca-Cola to wash it down. uh, You're telling me if you said (laughs) Diet Coke or Coke Zero, I was going to reach through this screen. I was going to slap you around a little bit. I've actually adapted well to Coke Zero because that's all my mom Mm -hmm. um, buys. So I've slowly started to get it. It doesn't taste bad. It's just not as good. I mainly have it for with my uh, rum and Cokes. Oh, fancy. Look at this adult, everybody. What can I Enjoy say? Roman Cokes. What can I say? But I'm actually a root beer guy at theaters. Okay. Big root, big root beer guy. What's your favorite root beer? 
A and W, and okay. then Mug. Mug. Big Mug right. guy. The Pepsi brand. Yeah, big Mug guy. I like that. That's fine. I like Barks. It's got Barks. bite. Yeah, Barks is good. Mm-hmm. What's like the really bad root beer? I feel like it's a bad root. Probably beer like a President's there. Choice. <laughs> Jones. Or like no name brand root beer. Remember Jones yeah. soda? Ugh, it's so funny when you're little, it's the coolest thing. Oh, and yeah. now you have one, you're like, oh, I'll try a green apple Jones soda. You're like, this is awful. You take <laughs> one sip, you're like, it tastes like the color green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blue bubblegum soda. You're like, I used to drink this whole bottle. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I went out of my way to ask my parents to get this get a flat i think costco used to have the jones soda flat right they probably still do yeah no one buys them anymore terrible i mean the orange one's fine like the orange creamsicle or whatever that one was fire good and like the clear cream soda is not bad i think but yeah the green the the green and the blue what are you doing i think they have like a pink one and i think it's like i want to say it's called fufu berry but I don't know if I'm making that up at this point. I'm walking away from that at that point. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to go buy a 12 case of Pepsi. Of my rum and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so if you liked uh, listening to us talk about that kind of garbage, yeah, come over and follow the fantastic yeah. Voyage. It's a great we'll show. spend 30 to 40 minutes of your life wishing you didn't. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> show. It's a great show. Talk about snacks all within an hour. Or within yeah. a half hour. How do you how do you intro it? Give us give it's, us a little uh, taste. That it goes a little bit of this. Uh, welcome back to the Snacktastic Voyage, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to all things savory, sweet, salty, and sour. Coming to you in under an hour. Let's go. There it is. On the fly. I pride myself on coming up with that one. Yeah, that was very good. I was Thank a guest on the much. show too, and we That's did. Right. Uh, uh, food abominations food abominations yeah we'll have to have you on again we'll pick something else random i think yeah. we got i was thinking about doing a uh ice cream truck treat episode Ooh. you know hopefully summer's around the bend yeah. <laughs> at some point here yeah so talking about that or like uh ranking of blizzard flavors <sighs> dairy queen blizzards you know something like that one. or just going through the da- the dairy queen treat board and trying to rank the best treats at dairy queen it's a good you one know? Everyone, what's the most classic ice cream treat? Probably a banana split. Nobody ever gets it. Yeah. Nobody wants bananas. I don't know. Do you know what the three toppings are in a banana split? The three, like, you get the three things, right? Like, yeah, your ice cream's all the same. Or three different scoops of ice cream in a traditional banana split. I actually have never gotten a banana split, so I can't tell you. It's uh, hot fudge, caramel, or no, sorry, strawberry, not caramel usually. Hot fudge, strawberry. And pineapple topping. Interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? This is the kind of things you can learn <laughs> on the Snacktastic Voyage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is a commercial your the whole time. And your brain. Yeah. This is a commercial the whole time. There's only yeah. reason why you asked me to come on. <laughs> this is just a one-hour interlude to get. <laughs> you guys to this got tricked. We, we never. NHL playoffs are over. I'm not. Ended four months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just woke up. You were in a coma, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, go follow Snacktastic Voyage and Corey on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, great fun over there. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lafave, on Twitter at JevinLafave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. And if you're listening to this, but you want to watch it instead, head over to the YouTube, Left Side Heavy, mm-hmm. subscribe. I couldn't upload the video 
for last episode because something with the zoom it didn't download correctly and it only showed my half of the screen so i'll be honest this episode might not even be on youtube because the same thing might happen again but probably if it for is, the best yeah, I'm I'm more of a face for radio kind of guy, not for video. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in that case, subscribe anyways, past episodes. It's great fun over there and leave a rating and review anywhere you get your podcast helps grow the show. Corey, once again, thank you for coming on and it will be pretty soon till I have you on again. So I appreciate it. And as for you listeners, stay sweet and we'll see you next week on Left Side Heavy Podcast. Yeah.